a bunch of streaks ending to more kind of confusing results if it happened this week in the Eastern Conference of the United Soccer League. We've got you covered. Um, and no, we're not really going to be talking about Fresno, but welcome them next year too. So hi, hi Fresno. Um, I'm your host, as always, Evan Valella. Uh, I, I, I do things around here sometimes. I'm joined this week only, uh, unfortunately, by, by Phil from, from St. Louis Soccer Report, the waviest man in the St. Louis metropolitan area. Phil, how you doing? Doing good, man. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, not as wavy as you. Like, I'm not, like, Lay's wavy. <laughs> that was, uh, but, um, thank you, Boston, for that, by the way, in Cincinnati. Yeah, word. That was a really, thank you, thank you, <laughs> friend it made me um, feel for special that. That was for really sure. sour and it was the sour cream in any ones too let's not downplay the kind of chip that it was because that's equally as important yeah i agree completely and if it was like uh, yeah. plain and wavy that might be you right. know, might be That'd trying be to say weird. something about me i need to spice Dude, things up a little like, bit like kind of unpopular this is welcome to chip talk <laughs> whatever <laughs> we bring you all but the like, best chip flavors the best only chip in the talk, eastern side of the united states though Right, hashtag chip talk. Yeah. Um, no, but like, listen, if it's the like standard, just kind of like plain wavy, you can't even dip those to make them better because they're not <laughs> like hard enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Lay's chips are not conductive to dipping. Anyway, <laughs> um, and that's it. Great. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you all next week. Yep, that's uh, all we wouldn't got. it be funny if we put out a minute long episode? <laughs> uh, Mike would immediately ask me if everything was okay. Yeah, no kidding. Um, no, it's not. No. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, but um, and and the reason Ryan's not here, and the reason we kind of haven't put anything out other than uh, Phil's interview with with the gentleman from from Richmond, which was great, by the way. I just can't remember his name. Um, uh, which you know, par for the course. Uh, we've all been on vacation in in some facet or another, uh, and and just haven't really um wanted to talk to each other because we're on vacation or you know anything like that so sorry for the, the the bit of a break but uh we we took a summer vacation and now much like anyone that works in the teaching field we are back in full swing baby um so phil let's uh let's let's get right in let's talk week 18 the week that was um and then we'll move into the midweeks uh started off with a uh a, a kind of surprising um, one-one draw between the Harrisburg City Islanders and the Charlotte Independents. Yeah, not the only surprising result. You kind of hinted no. at that at the beginning, uh, but this is one of them for sure. We'll get and there. I, I think I said online somewhere, I said I got plenty of opinions mm. about Charlotte actually after we played them. And so, yeah. I, can I just hit the ground running right now? Am I right to talk about Charlotte oh, extensively? I listen. I am not one to hold you back. <laughs> okay, that's why I like you so, so much, Evan. There we go. Right, right. Um, and there's not that much to say, but you know, I've been wondering why is Charlotte? First of all, is Charlotte um, underestimated constantly? Um, mm. My my mm. feelings are after playing them, yes, and I understand why I think they're underestimated, and I think that is that they don't do anything flashy. I think perhaps right. they just don't make mistakes and they kind of apply this constant pressure. And it's not like a one-two punch like Charlotte or like uh, Charleston likes to get you with. And it's not sure. like a constant, I'm in your face, jab, 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 that all these, you know, mm. not old, old school teams are going to give you. It's, mm. it's this just constant pressure of I'm not going anywhere if we have the ball, we're going to stay in your side and we're going to keep going for goal without wasting any time about it. Uh, they're also not going to counter. Um, and, I, and that's how I felt about yeah. the game when they played against St. Louis. 
it was just a constant pressure where if you make a mistake, they're on your side with the ball and they're going to capitalize and they're also not going to make mistakes on their end. And that's how I felt about them. I don't know if that's something yep. other people have seen. So um, it's it's interesting that you bring that up and it's kind of funny um, in a in a way that it benefits this podcast is that I can kind of throw opinions out at a coach in this league for a lot of these mm-hmm. that, that plays these teams and can kind of see if things that I think are things that, that he thinks. And granted it's, it's one guy. Um, but you know, he, he is of, of a, a much wiser caliber than myself. So um, it's funny you bring that up because I actually asked Brendan that, uh, Bethlehem Steel's head coach, Brendan Burke, uh, Wednesday. And I said, you know, are, are you surprised at where Charlotte is in the table and in the run of form that they've had? Um, or, you know, do you think they've been, they've been underestimated? Um, and, and it's funny because, you know, I immediately would have been like, yes, this was a team, you know, that I had, you know, at least as a coach pinned down and said, they're going to be dangerous. Mm. Uh, but he said, no, he's, he's not surprised. And, you know, I think it's one of those things where he's only answering for himself. So it's not even thinking about kind of the, the wide scheme of things in terms of fan bases and, and um, you know, preseason and everything like that, especially at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but he, he pointed to, to Enzo Martinez, Herrera's dangerous, um, Bylaw Duckett's dangerous. You know, and I, I think you're dead on. I think they're a team that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. They don't necessarily press the way a Red Bull do or, or you know, sit back the way an old guard shield team would. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just they, they get it right every time. And and credit to the coaching staff over there for getting the most out of these guys and really just, just running with it. Um, they uh, I, I I think in a way, you know, and this is looking way forward, it's we're kinda Bethlehem's kinda lucky they played midweek, so they're not as fresh as they, they could be. Um but yeah, no, I, I think you're dead on. I think it's it's a really solid team. They're coached well, they play well. And, um, you know, one of those teams that it's really hard to figure out how to to attack them other than to just make sure you guys are really organized. Yeah. And, and there's I feel like a lot. Of, I, I know it's almost like more respect is due them in, in that we're in the sure. second tier and it's USL and, and it's yep. it's hard to not make mistakes on this level. You right. Know, like, right. Well, and es- especially because uh, half the league is a development league, you know, and, and that's a big thing is that, you know. Right we're here to develop players and to not make mistakes. And for a team, maybe the development goes by the wayside a little bit in that they're not necessarily, you know, pumping out players for an organization. Um, But the coaching staff, I think, I think you're right. uh, Doesn't get enough credit for implementing a system and, 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 you know, a strategy that's, foolproof and that these guys just know and they play and they play it well and and you know they're they're reaping the benefits of it for for sure you could even like point at this team and be like who are the assistant coaches here because obviously they're running good good practices and keeping these guys focused on the right things so that's a rare thing to kind of think as well yeah yeah it didn't work out so great for kurt and alfo um in in that regard in different news but you know that's that's way that's (laughs) Anyway, yeah, that's that's uh, above moving. us in some ways, but in other ways not. It is, it is. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, you you said assistant coaches, and then I thought of internal hires, yeah. and now we're you know Kurt Kunafa. Um, hey, speaking of two teams in development, uh, New York Red Bulls two one, Toronto FC two nil. Yeah, man, they, I got it. You know, uh, here we go. The Baby Bulls neither... one, Junior Reds nil. That's better. 
That's yeah, fair. exactly. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't have much to say about this. Uh, New York Red Bulls, too. Like, what are they this year? A little bit up and then a lot down, <laughs> Dude, I feel I, like. I don't uh, know. Yeah. And that kind of feels like the entire organization in a way. Um, Interesting. Tell me more. A little bit. I, I I don't think Red Bull or where people wanted them to be thought they were gonna and I know like the expectations around that group at every level are are so high every year but I, I think you know last year some of the Red Bull proper shortcomings were kind of pacified by the two team just smoking everybody um, mm-hmm. and now that both of them are kind of struggling it's like okay what do we have you know um, and yeah. you know, one 0 win against Strato, it's great. Bezcourt went, you know, scores a goal. I think he's a hell of a player. I'm so scared of when he comes up. But yeah, and it's interesting because we've talked about how those teams do. That team rather plays. Um, pardon me. They 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 practice together, right? So it's yes, interesting yes. to kind of look at that. Not many teams do that in MLS. I'm. I think I feel like they're the only ones. I don't know if that's true, but um, it's interesting. Bethlehem does it. Okay, awesome. Love that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. But if it one, I just wonder if that, if one side is bad, then maybe the other one is too. You know, maybe that Dax McCarty trade doesn't just affect Red Bull itself. It, it, mm. it affects RB two, um, and you know, a whole a whole organization yeah. can maybe struggle just because of of a couple players. We can't put it all on Dax. You know, there's center back problems. And other no, 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 no. Right. It's, it's a big change, and maybe um, that had something to do with it, which is saying I, a lot. I will say, talking to Derek Jones last year and, and even Bolo Akinyode, um and even, like, any midfielder, they were always very, oh, you know, Brian Carroll's a guy I look up to, and um, – you know, so I, I think, yeah, you know, having a couple leaders in your locker room at the USL level is great, but the ability to be able to train with the first team and have the guys that have been there, you know, like uh, in the union case, you know, Aguchi on was there, um, which uh, there's few guys in, in American soccer right now that have that kind of experience, um, regardless of him taking a, a year and a half off. Um, and, you know, CJ Sapong's been around. Pontius has been there. Padoya's been there. Harris Menignanen's been been around. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you can't put everything on one guy, but I think such a leader and such an outspoken leader like Dax is and was, um, you know, in, in this country and for, for Red Bull and for Chicago, you know, there might be something to that. Although I do think you're right, their problems are a little bit more mm, uh, wide than just, you know, oh, we, we lost the central defensive mid. But. Yeah, and and actually, I want to take a second here to kind of do my best impression of the stat robot that is Ryan Myers, and and <laughs> and try to Ryan who? Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> what did I say, Ryan Myers? Who's Ryan Myers? I have a friend named Ryan Myers, so that's right that's on. Me. Well, uh, Ryan Allen. Ryan Allen. Is, pardon is me. The stats department. So hi, Ryan Myers, though as well. Oh yeah, already off to a there. bad start in that regard. But um, you know, I was going to hey, talk man, to the GM, so I was trying to look at st- team stats in USL, and and the big one that sticks out to me is Red Bull is third in shots, and their conversion mm-hmm. rate is down to their what? Oh gosh, they're like toward the bottom in in. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there's not numbered, but they're toward the bottom in conversion rate, and so sure. I thought that was surprising because I thought Bezicourt did look really good when he was in St. Louis playing us. 
and mm -hmm. uh, these guys are getting shots off and they're just not going in. And, and so I don't know how much of that is bad luck and how much of that is skill. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I, well, I think around the league, too, the goalkeeping has gotten better. Um, I agree with that. Brandon Miller, Harrisburg's great. Uh, Grinwis for you guys is, is there. Um, you know, Jake McGuire and, and John McCarthy and even Tomas Romero um, for being 16 is, is great for Bethlehem. Uh, I'm really just showing out from a team that I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think... who else? Renfro for the Independence, Turner for the like. There's not really like a, a really bad goalkeeper yes. in the Eastern Conference. I don't well, think. And, you know, and a so guy that's starting most of the time. Totally, yeah. So I think this is a USL thing. I think every team thinks sure. they have one of the best goalkeepers out there, at least you know above average. I think every team that plays soccer thinks they have one of the better goalkeepers back there. You could be right, um, but I do feel like this is a USL. Maybe no, maybe it's not a USL thing, but um, I don't know. I think it is because they're either very good or perhaps American attackers are that bad, which a lot of okay, soccer right. snobs would say. I all think right. fair, and I don't mean that yeah. derogatory um, like they're wrong, but no, like they could be right. I like to try to read their um, stuff in order to keep myself in check. To be honest with you, sure, sure, sure. I, I've never been. Well, we're off topic. I've never been the biggest Josie Altador fan. Mm -hmm. Um, but after the gold cup, I can't complain too much. Really, same, same. I th <laughs> yeah, that's completely agree with you. One of those. So I, uh, yeah, you know, there's something to be said about American attackers, but I think with with the recent selection in the pool and even some of the other guys that are hitting strides this year in in the domestic leagues, it looks like the next wave is a little better than your your Wondolowski's and and uh, Connor Casey's of old. Yeah, and, and people have talked about this a lot, so I'll just say it shortly, but you know, it, it almost just goes in cycles, and, and you have to mm. wonder if it's true talent that's going up and down in different areas, or if it's mm. just like the progression of what is working as far as positionally in the United States soccer world. Uh, I don't know which one it is, because I have my doubts, but right now we have tons of strikers, you know, Sending yeah. Dom home halfway through yeah. the, the Gold Cup was a bit of a surprise. It could be because we have so many good yeah. guys. Um, but, you know, we we had an excess of goalkeepers, and now we're starting to worry. We started thinking, oh, we've got five or six deep center yeah. backs with the U.S., and now after this yeah. Gold Cup, it's a little worrisome. Like, is Jeff Cameron so good that he's keeping all the other center backs mm. that good? And so, mm -hmm. you know, it, it just kind of goes in cycles. We might – people think the next wave after yeah. this striker – thing might be sixes you know have an excess of, of number sixes mm. coming up in the youth mm. ranks so um it's interesting mm. to kind of follow that yeah um back to back to Sorry. the topic i on took him. us way no, off. no i listen i don't care <laughs> um and I, I i honestly i think the more opinions we're able to, to kind of flesh out the more people understand where our opinions in the league come from yeah um, if you don't agree with that, please let us know at ECCPod on Twitter. Um, our DMs should be open, so if you need more than 140 characters, feel free. There you go. We'll respond. It's okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Rochester and Pittsburgh played to a very Rochester and Pittsburgh nil-nil draw. Um, <laughs> totally. uh, I, I, I think it was after it was after the draw this week. Right, yeah, against Charleston, I think the Mongols guys were content. I think is the word, and I think they that, that kind of carry over from this draw. Um, 
Rochester wins possession, which is not a sentence I think I've said ever. <sighs> Seriously. How weird is that? Yeah. I, uh, yep. I don't know. Well, okay. So, you know, I didn't listen to the Mongols two weeks ago, but they, I, I think it's, you got it backwards where two weeks ago, this game right here is the one that really angered them. And I think they felt like they should have won. And, um, and then the next week they kind of went back to the style that we, you, you and I both agree. I think they should stick to while the bunkering right. thing seemed to work. I feel like this, this attacking style, not only is it more fun to watch, but it's it's just seems to be a little bit work a little bit better for them in the long run when they're playing it's, normal teams. It's it's more organic for them. Yeah, I think is is the big thing. I think their the way their roster is made, and and I know the Mongol guys have been a little um, critical of how that kind of is done. Um, but you know the, the way they're set up, the way they they play, and and even you know the coaching staff as a whole, they they're more set up to play kind of that attacking, like pressing light kind of soccer, where it's not exactly a press or anything, but it's it's more of like a like a like a Charlotte kind of thing, where they don't really commit to either or, they kind of play both, and it, it works out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bunkering for them, yeah, you'll you'll get results here and there, but it's not you're not going to win any like new fans over by playing that way. Right. And um, not that that's everything, but it, it doesn't hurt. Um, and it, you know, like I don't want to watch a bunch of nil nil draws. That sucked last year when Bethlehem couldn't score to save their lives and neither could anybody else. So um, yeah. And they also, I, I feel, I feel the pain in a bunch of ways. Yeah. They also have a lot of attacking players with quality. You know, if you, you watch their games. I'm not saying their midfield and their their center backs aren't good because I actually think they are at least average, if not better. Um, right. But their attacking players are really fun to watch, and they're they're good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And so that semi press kind of works well for them because it does take a little pressure off the guys behind them, and they're just like they're they're talented guys with you know a lot of them are athletic. And so, you know, it's just fun to watch, and I think it works better for them, just like you said. I thought that organic, you know, more organic for them was the best way to put it. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa 2, Charleston nil. Um, Joe Cole and Mar- Martin Patterson's having himself a, a month or so. <laughs> um, he seems to be popping up a bunch in the score sheet. I don't think they were expecting that too much, but they're getting it. Um, and it's making Tampa look like their old selves at the beginning of this season. Yeah. They got some swagger back, fun. I think. It was fun when it lasted, wasn't it? What, the, the losing? A uh, little bit of losing there in a row? Kind of. I mean, like, listen, I don't think there's still safe necessarily because Bethlehem's not a, I mean you know you're they've that's selfish they've still played way more games than most of the teams in the league so it could still shake out that they're kind of close to the outside looking in but the more wins they get the the less of a conversation this becomes yeah um I think they're back so yeah I'm gonna I, say I think they're I, gonna go I, on, a, on yeah. a good run here if it may not be perfect it may not be consistent throughout the whole season but I think they'll go on a good run here I'm just feeling it Especially given given they beat, and I know, you know, oh, Romario wasn't there. Um, oh. Shout out to, to Jamaica, by the way. Don't worry, I got lots um, to say about Charleston now, but keep going. Fair enough. Uh, but, um, you know, Tampa getting a getting a win over the battery, for them at least, is, is going to be a, uh, a boost. Just because, you know, that's potentially an Eastern Conference uh, final, mm. even at this point. Yeah. Very easily, very easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, let's talk about uh, Tampa more or Charleston more later. I think it's coming up. So yeah, uh, we got they got another. They played. Yeah, they played. They played this week mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday. So we'll we'll, we'll cover that then. Uh, Richmond three, Bethlehem two. Um, I I don't have a whole lot to say about this other than it ended Bethlehem's eight game unbeaten run and also ended Richmond's thirteen match winless run. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for for that. <laughs> he still did the show notes, so he still can uh, can haunt my dreams. Um, also, just on a on a side note, kind of soapboxy thing, um, Aaron Jones has gotten a fair amount of attention over the last couple of weeks. Well, since we played Richmond, uh, uh, the, the last time we played them, he uh, he scored two free kick goals now against Richmond in, in two games, um, which are great. They're great goals. They're really pretty, um, and he really likes to pick out that top left corner. Not that I'm trying to give away his secrets or anything. So, Aaron, next time you got to take a free kick, bottom right, buddy. There you go. Um, but uh, he's a he's a he's a he's a I, I want to say kid because we're the same age. He's a great guy. I, I, I like him as a person. I think he's uh, he's he's personable. Um, likes to curse a lot when you're trying to give audio interviews with coaches. But other than that, no complaints. Love That's it. one's selfish. Uh, oh, it's great. And um, honestly, more than the free kicks, I'll stop beating around the bush. I think he's one of the best fullbacks in the organization easily. What's he um, what's he like? Tell me more about like how he plays and why he's good. I, I think um, I, I want to say two weeks ago, it was the last steel home game. I guess it was against the Hounds. Uh, some of his tackles in that game, if you watch him back, like just the ones that he's able to make are so critical. Mm. Uh, it snuffs out Pittsburgh's offense immediately. Um, and they're not easy tackles. It's not like he's just, you know, guys, it's, it's you know, it's not Kevin Kerr and, and, and Corey Herzog running into his legs or anything. These are, you know, he's got to slide for some of these. Um, his, his passing out of the back is really smart. He gets up when he wants to. I think he communicates really well with his wingers, which is something the first team in in the organization are really high on. Um, he's small ish, not that your fullbacks need to be huge, but you know, he's, he's about my height, but, um, you know, he, he looks stronger than he seems, which is always a nice little trait to have. And he's got quite the motor, uh, and, and a good bit of battery. So, Mm. um, you know, I, I, the thing is, you know, Giuliano Wijnaldum was a nice surprise because he was able to come up and is playing well. Um, and I think Aaron Jones, you know, is a is a good, at least MLS backup um, in this organization. I think if he, if he's in another um, organization, I, I think he might start. But he's been um, kind of like halfway point my 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 sort of undervalued player of the year so far. Uh, for steel. Anyway, That's so that awesome. was that was my soapbox. Um, Ken Tribbett gets a goal in the 69th minute, which is actually a cute little finish. Um, but uh, Samuel Asante scores in the 87th. Richmond with the 3-2 win, um, and and uh, Bethlehem gets to play Charlotte this weekend. So we'll talk about those uh, those couple games we got. We talk about Richmond uh, this this week as well. They played Wednesday. So, um, but but Phil, I would I would love to know mm. how you're feeling after uh, after this. Yeah, so I went to this St. Louis. St. Louis won uh, Louisville four. For those who are not aware, sorry to bring that up again. Yeah, no, 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 no. So <laughs> I was absolutely furious after this game, and and I I calmed it down. I've learned from the past in some ways. So in some ways, not. I uh, had a, someone talk to me about my language. I lost control for a minute there. The oh, game, boy. but oh um, no! After you scared some mothers and children, you you, you taught somebody some vocab. Is that yeah, what yes, yeah. Mm. Um, okay, yeah. good. It good. happens in soccer. I'm, I'm very passionate, and so there's that. I think a lot of people who probably listen to these kind of podcasts are passionate. So I might be in good company sure. here. Uh, I, but, hey, I'm you know. 
um, the I waited, I waited, and I calmed down, and I waited to see what people said about the red card. Valeski got a red card in what the 48th minute, like shortly right after. Yeah, 40 minute, 48th minute. Thank you, Ryan. Um, right after halftime. The team yeah. had just scored right before halftime and was up 1-0 to zero against Louisville, mm. their rivals, looking decently good, honestly. Like, better than usual, more so in control than usual uh, for mm. reasons I'll get into in a second. But I waited to see if Oleski's thing was, was real till after the game. I asked a million people, was it a red card? Were his studs up? Did he actually hit someone in the face? And and the more I talk about it, the more I'm, I'm not sure it even mattered any of that. Um, because, mm-hmm. I mean, he basically had a foot in someone's face going after a ball that he never should have done. Deserved the red card and cost St. Mm-hmm. Louis a loss, a hefty loss. Ahead at halftime, we end up losing 4-1. to one. Um, and, and the biggest problem, I could go in on this for days and my biggest problem unfortunately at this point is we just made that trade for Daniel Jackson who seems mm. to be helping we beat Charleston 1-0 missing yep. a few guys and then we beat we were ahead at halftime against Louisville our rival looking good but they were playing a defensive team cuz they're down about four or five guys with a 19 man squad or 20 man squad so um my biggest problem is that I can't tell if these guys have gotten better or not to be honest with you you know um, a lot mm, of guys are going mm. off on them because of the one four loss because they gave up. I don't know who cares. They were, they were down to ten men. There's not much you can figure out tactically, and you can't figure out much about a team when they're down a man unless they step it up and win. So um, mm. that's my biggest frustration is, is we've made these changes and I can't tell if they're better yet. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I I don't know. Uh, it's it's a weird match for for me as someone that wasn't there to kind of try to answer that question for you. Not that I, not that I think I have uh, you know enough kind of information about everybody on your on your depth chart to be able to do it. Only because I I, I will say after losing Valeski and going down the ten, I think it's a matter of time before Louisville hangs some on you. Mm-hmm. That's they're just a good team. Um, especially with the shots going 26 to seven for him, which, you know, that's skewed because you're, you're down a man. Obviously that should happen um, as well as the 10 to two corners. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think give it a couple weeks, give it a month, see if anything's changed there, see if the, the goals allowed are down at all. Um, and, and then kind of, you know, get back to it. Cause yeah, you, you know, it, it sucks. You lose Valeski and that's kind of your, your main offensive output and everything. But I don't, I don't know. If you can um, rush to conclusions after uh, you know one match, mm-hmm. yeah. And one thing I w- as much as it sucks to get smacked four to one, obviously. Oh, it hurt. You know the, the people were gone. The place was empty by the end of the game, right? Rightfully mm. so. Um, and I think you know we could go on about that for a minute. But like basically, the only other thing I wanted to say of note was that um, with all the injuries, I didn't realize who was injured because you don't get these injury reports. I thought people were being benched. But what I didn't realize is we just picked up Daniel Jackson, who's a quick guy who's out there to kind of create space for Valeski, more or less, um, by distracting and stretching the defense. Um, and we were down, some, like three of those people that were down were pacey guys, basically. We had mm. one guy that could stretch the defense, and he was being used as a winger slash forward, and, and it just wasn't enough. Now, 
you know, those games we stole early on in the season were caused by these guys, multiple pacey guys up there at the end of a game. So we've got all of them back now. And I didn't realize they were all out until we, you know, until this last week, basically. So that's something else to, to kind of pay attention for St. Louis fans and people maybe facing up against St. Louis. Uh, we mm. got our pace back and perhaps some more space in the final third. We'll see. Yeah. Um, really easy one for the last game of the week in, in 18. Um, FC Cincinnati with a pedestrian 3-0 victory over Harrisburg. <laughs> GB Fall Danny uh, in, the, in the 32nd, Danny Koenig in the 70th, and then Jimmy McLaughlin scores against his former club, fun fact, in the 85th. Uh, yeah, you know, Cincy at home is always difficult. Harrisburg is not exactly causing people migraines or anything. They're difficult. They're, you know, been playing well. Uh, well, they have like three in a row there. They, they didn't lose. Um, uh, but this is tough task for anybody. Harrisburg wasn't up to it. Cincy gets a, uh, easy win. Um, feel your pain. Yeah. You know, we, we all, we've all been there. <laughs> Chris and, and, and other people that, that follow that team. Um, Capital City Crew, I guess. There you go. Um, week 19 started off uh, on Wednesday. It'll continue um, two days from now on, on Saturday. Charlotte and Richmond with a nil-nil draw, which is weird, but also encouraging if you happen to play Charlotte on the on the weekend. Um, of course, this is, this is Richmond, classic Richmond away, just – Bunker down, don't let them score, get out with a point, move on. Um, Charlotte, boss possession, boss shots, shots on target was 6-2 in favor of the, of the Jacks. Um, Phil, you said you had some thoughts on Richmond. If, you, if you'd like to, to lay them out now, feel free. Yeah, no, I don't have many thoughts about Richmond, but I did talk to Daryl Grove, who does, you know, he does the color commentary. His, his yes. podcasting partner from Total Soccer Show does the... the um, play-by-play I might have that reversed either way um, they were saying how you know I'm totally blanking on names and I threw away my notes but they um, lost a lot of their players last year the star players they lost their striker they lost Ownby to Louisville and they lost another guy mm-hmm. that was a, a strong player for them uh, I would think they'd say Roberts but I could be biased uh, you might. Yes, actually, it is. Hugh. It's exactly you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So he mentioned those three and um, yep. they just can't afford to keep guys around anymore in USL if they're yeah. quality players. And so they're yeah. kind of having to rely on their on their scouting per se or, or, you know, just being able to bring guys in who are affordable. So that was a big mm. thing that he said that Richmond is having a hard time keeping up with. You know, if you can't keep a guy versus. Um, and he's going to go to Louisville, then, I mean, how right. on earth are you going to keep a guy versus Cincinnati and all the, the big spenders mm-hmm. on top of that? So mm-hmm. um, so Richmond's got it hard. Um, they're going to be up and down from season to season. If they get good guys and look good, uh, God bless them, they're going to lose them. So they got to keep it coming, just like Louisville kind of has to do. Yeah, um, and, and not to speak for, for anybody there, um, but, you know, you look at teams those guys went to. Obviously, Louisville, it's a, you know, decent-sized market, good team, playoff spot, you know, and and, and then some. Uh, and then, you know, for, for Hugh, it's an MLS2 side. They're going to make you the centerpiece of, your, of their defense, hmm. uh, which you already were. And then, you know, uh, you're only 24, so hang out a couple years, MLS. And that's something, you know. Richmond's not with DC anymore because DC is going to have a two. So, you know, they kind of lose that. Um, 
Yeah. No, that's sure. uh, good points from, from those guys, and that's got to be um, really frustrating because it's, it's weird enough to go, oh, you know, that's, uh, you know, Brandon Allen and, and Derek Jones and um, all those guys that moved up, you know, within an organization, but to have your guys go, oh, that's Brian Ownby and there's Hugh Roberts and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, those are guys that played for us last year and now they're scoring against us, you know, in the same league. It's tough. For different teams that we play twice a year. Yeah, it's 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 rough. I'm going to rely on um, your knowledge here for a second. You might remember sure. his name, but who is their under 17 ex-captain perhaps oh. for the national team from DC? United? Oh no. Oh no 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 no. Oh man. It's killing I'm, I'm, me right now. I can, I can see him but I can't I can't oh damn it. Exactly. I want to walk to that trash can and get my notes out because it's written right there. But um, <laughs> um, he's out right now, too. And so, you know, not to mention he's out for national team performance, yep. a, a really important guy to their team. But, you know, if they lose D.C. United to the D.C. 2 team, uh, yeah, I do think that's going to hurt them for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the plan, at least. Maybe they can go after good. NYCFC. Ryan would love that. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Okay, let's do Josh. Is Josh Sargent? No, 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 no. That's guy. the Kansas City kid. That's your guy. I this. Hold on, hold on, Phil. Phil, I need you to cover. I'm gonna find it. I'll get back to you. Yep. So you know, Josh. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin this, but hold on. We'll go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Let's just kind of start. Let's just start talking about that next team. Uh, yeah. Rochester to T- uh, Toronto FC two Rochester yeah. one or sorry, <laughs> this is why I don't do this job. Rochester two Toronto FC two zero is what I meant there to you say. Go. And there so you Rochester go. Uh, beat Toronto, big surprise, but they scored two goals, which is somewhat uh, not like them. Um, mm-hmm. Is this again? Per- the possession's even higher. It's sixty two to thirty seven. Rochester had lots of possession in this game. Is that something that's going to keep going, I wonder? I, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's weird, isn't it? You know what? So it's Toronto FC, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they like the ball either. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Rochester's going to sneak into the playoffs and then do something stupid that no one's expecting, so I'm really excited for that. But um, <laughs> I like it. I like it too. Honestly, I'm, I'm really into it. They, I'm really into it. They make a, they may make a run, and and you know they've been around. They keep doing that sort of thing. So, yeah, it would be cool to see. Wouldn't that that'd be great? No news on this under 17 front, huh? I uh, hey man, I'm still trying. Uh, I'm moving do on. A quick Google, and then maybe I no, I'm I am I am deep in. I am already deep in. Oh, this is riveting nice. content. Head coach John Hackworth, by the way, former Philadelphia Union uh, head coach. Um, he's weird. I don't. I don't know. Is he weird? Because uh, I like his job, his uh, teams a whole lot better than uh, the under twenty. I'm blanking on his name right now too. I'm so bad with names. Tab, your boy. Yeah, Tab boy. Ramos. I don't like Tab Ramos' style. No. Sorry. Anyone else feel that way? Hit us Let up. us know. Hit us I, up. You know he. He pushed uh, he pushed a couple guys through to get their green card, so I'm in the it. or their citizenship <laughs> rather. So I'm 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 down. I I got nothing. None of these names you know look like people. Yeah, he's not on the list. Is it, I'm looking at. Is it, it Chris too. Durkin? It's not Chris Durkin. It's Chris right? Durkin. It's Chris. Durkin. It's Chris Durkin. Yeah, right on. All right, thank cool. goodness. Because that was a name, and I was like, mm, maybe Chris Durkin. All that for that. It was worth it because I was going to keep thinking about it. I'm relieved now. Great. 
Someone guys, is listening guys. to this saying, "You idiots! It's Chris." Durkin. There was no, you know what? There was that's. I was gonna. There was someone who immediately when we said when we said U seventeen captain. I know it's probably Matt Ralph too, for, who <laughs> who does the academy and 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 stuff for uh, for building the game. Uh, if he listens to this, he probably went. It's Chris Durkin. <laughs> like, there's like twenty five people and like the 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 kickers guys and and anybody in that area, the RVA guys. Yeah. All went. It's Chris Durkin, yep. and then we took five minutes, and they were like, "God damn it!" Yeah, I apologize. So sorry. so uh, sorry, sorry everybody in Richmond. Um, sorry, Chris Durkin. When you're 21, first rounds on me. <laughs> uh, let me. Know. Hey, four years ago, you promised me a beer. Who are you? Uh, yeah, great. Anyway, um, Saturday, there's a couple games going on. Uh, Bethlehem Steel FC faced the uh, the Charlotte Independence. This is uh, interesting. Bethlehem kind of, you know. Seventh place, twenty-seven points. Charlotte, second place, thirty-three points. This could be fun. Um, it's in Lehigh Valley. There's supposed to be some really weird storms and kind of flooding coming in um, to everywhere that's not the Lehigh Valley, apparently. But it might be a wet pitch on Saturday. Um, Brendan Burke really just emphasized staying organized against Charlotte because they don't make many mistakes, and you gotta you gotta capitalize on what they give you. Um, totally agree. Yeah, but don't I, bunker. See, that's the challenge. No, it's it's challenge. so weird. It's so weird, and and they're not gonna play. I've never seen that team really like bunker down. No, in that sense. No, um, but it yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't even want to put a score to this, but I don't want to do that ever. Um, uh, uh, well, Seku's back again, so that's good. Corey, maybe. Didn't actually ask about that. That was bad. That was bad foresight. No, Corey was in the last uh, game. We actually missed a game because we didn't talk about Pittsburgh versus Charleston, did we? That's right. Uh, did, Her, did Corey was there, and he and he made it through the whole game. Almost scored a goal toward the end. Um, Wait, which which Corey are you talking about? Are you talking about mine? Oh no, I'm so sorry. I'm talking about Hertzog. No. Oh no 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 Burke. Sorry. The one that, you know, just finished runner-up in the Gold Cup. And we're talking about Bethlehem Steel, so that's a bigger mistake on my side. Yeah, yeah, whatever, man. It's all good. We're, <laughs> we're kind of – it's very off-the-cuff, super loose tonight. I'm, I'm kind of into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, a couple question marks. I got to see what the lineups are going to be, and then I'll, I'll get back to you. But um, Hearts is 2-1. Head says a 1-1 draw probably. Yeah, I'm going to say – I think Charlotte's on a ah, – you said 1-1 draw. I agree because I think Charlotte's on cool. a bit of a, a slump here. That kind of keep yeah. drawing, so I'm gonna say I, I'm I'm very much okay with catching them this week. Yep, I, I played midweek in Richmond. It's not exactly cold down there. Um, uh, you know, nil nil draw, probably a hard game. You know, a lot of lot of energy to try to score, but for nothing. Uh, moving on, um, Charleston Battery versus Orlando City B. The um, the Cubs. Is that they don't have like a th- thing? Do they have a thing? Are they called the Cubs? No, uh, the Young Lions. They're the Young Lions, and I don't like it, so I call them the Cubs. Do they call them the Young Lions? I don't like that either. I think so. Yeah, I like I, the Cubs. yeah, I do too. I know. Yeah, so there you go. I also like New that nickname. we can't. We don't have to get confused anymore with OCB of the East and OCB of the West because yeah. OC is like OCSC or something now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they switched it up. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, Charleston should like take this easy, right? Orlando's not good. Charleston is quite good. No, so actually, that's what I was about to get into. Is I really wanted to talk about Charleston because I talked to Jonathan Please. Ace 
about Charleston and oh, all the things that we talked about and been talking about Charleston. Um, it was really interesting to hear his his opinions, and and some of them were like, you know, asking him, "Is Romario all you got, or is it the, sure. the system or the coach?" and and he thought perhaps it's not just Romario. And so okay. critics will come at us right now and say, well, Romario's been gone and they've been losing and tying. Well, but before they're going to come at you and Johnny, they're not going to come at me. No, they're not going to come at you because you disagree right. with me immediately. But here's the defense. Right. And I think I'm going to say that I think Johnny, Johnny, we'll call him Johnny. Johnny's right here in that they've lost three important attackers. Now, one is back yes. in, is it Guerra? Um, yep. And so Guerra's back, and, he, and I think he just got an assist, actually, uh, in the last game against Pittsburgh. Um, so that's helpful. But they also lost not only Romario, but their left winger. Um, what am, I'm blanking on his name now, as always. Um, Justin Portillo? Um, no, it's not Portillo. No. Portillo's still Ch- in. Uh, Chang? Chang's no. the backup and. He's God. splits with this guy. Anyway, I'm hitting everything around them, but not them. I know exactly. But anyway, that left wing position, we can just talk about this in the left wing position. Those guys hit on the counter strike, and the first outlet they look for is that left wing position. And sometimes it's Chang, and he does that a, a good job of that mm-hmm. as well, but just not as good as is it uh, as the other the starter, the typical starter who's out right now. And so they're down three of their main attackers who get things yeah. done. And so if you think Romario's been gone, they suck. Romario is that good that he's the only one that makes this team win. Beg to disagree for now. You know, like, let's put a mm. bookmark in this and mm. look at it in another three months and see what happens. <laughs> well, well, he's, he's going to be back, though. That's what I mean. Is like, is he going to come back? And if it's they're not, still it's missing, not going to matter. If Chang is still their starter... And they're scoring like crazy with Chang in there, like just as much as before. Then, then no, I think I think at that point we, we have to put our hands. I up. believe we're thinking we're thinking of Dante Marini. It's Dante, we? thank you, Dante Marini. Yeah, no problem. We got you. So, uh, well, and I, I did say, um, Mr. Williams had himself quite uh, two things uh, before I get I get stuck in with praising Romario Williams. Uh, Jonathan Ace is one of like my favorite people. Um, he was super good to me last year, and his information is, is it's good, scary accurate. Yeah. It's really good. He's and, you know nice guy, nice guy. So so Johnny, hi, hello. Another reason I tend to agree with uh, him. Yeah, that's fair. It, it's true. It's true. We all just agree with each other because we think that we're all the best. At, anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> we don't think we know. Excuse me. <laughs> no, um, but I I think uh, going back to your point about is Romario Williams that good? I tweeted out at one point after he scored, I think his his second or something, in the Gold Cup. Uh, that he was one of the best forwards in CONCACAF. Oh, I saw that. And um, No, you didn't say maybe one of the best. You said Romario Williams is the best player in CONCACAF, or best striker in Wow, CONCACAF. all right, shit. <laughs> Gotta call you out, man. Um, all right, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, damn. Uh, huh. He's the best striker in the Caribbean part of CONCACAF. I 100% agree with that. We'll go with that one. I listen. I'm. I am confused. I'm scared that he's not on an MLS team unless Atlanta United's like batting people away from this. But even then, like they're loaded. So where is he going to play? Um, unless they load him out. I, no, I, come I, on, man. Um, I've got the answer. I've been. I've been toting it for a long time. I'm going to say it again right. in case you haven't listened to the last two or Saint three episodes. St. Louis FC. No, uh, Kenwin Jones out. Kenwin, Romario right, Williams right. in. Kenwin out. Trade Romario that dude in. to San Jose Hashtag. where they launch the ball along. 
and then go get Romario and put him up it's as true. your backup striker. Because What's the he worst fits thing that happens if you if you have Romario Williams sitting on your bench? Uh, <laughs> I think he's great. I think all of the things about, oh, they're dropping points because he's gone is totally irrelevant now because he's going to be back and he's just going to score 35 goals or something oh stupid. Oh, my gosh. You might be and right. And Charleston's going to like win the Eastern Conference and then the league and we'll all be like, <laughs> I remember when we thought they weren't good because they lost a guy and then he came back as soon as we were like, oh, they lost a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you might be irrelevant. Right. You might be right. It's irrelevant. That's what it is. That's really what it is. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I don't have to see them the rest of the year. It's basically yeah. Same here. Time. Actually, I, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. after I talked to Jonathan. I was like, ah, do we have to play them again? And we don't. So yeah, I was yeah, pretty yeah. happy. Um, this is a this is a weird one. FC Cincinnati and Rochester, uh, fifth and sixth in the conference. I'd love it if neither of these teams got a point, but that's impossible. Um, <laughs> It's in Cincy, so I think Cincy kind of Harrisburg's this one three nothing or so. Uh, I, I just you know Rochester's been playing better, but it's it's a whole different beast trying to play this team away. Also, Phil, I don't know if you've noticed this with your players. Uh, a lot of the Bethlehem guys' Twitter profile pictures are them playing in Nippert, and I don't understand. Ugh, I do, I do. They love the environment there. Are they like the white kits better? That's what it is. Maybe I so. Maybe I, I would like They're to clean. think so. I know St. Louis clean. guys don't like it there at all um they re- well, I mean, that's... really wanted to win this last time because of the crowd mm-hmm. and because of the players so yeah i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sure everyone basically knows what we mean there so uh the, the less said the less i know the better to quote tame and paula fair enough uh hey it's a it's another ontario derby in case you haven't seen enough of those this year yet don't worry we got another one for you <laughs> uh otawa Fury, uh, which is not how you say that province unless you live there, I think. They're kind of say funny, but anyway. Uh, we'll take on Toronto FC2, the Junior Reds, uh, 12th and 15th in the East. Do something else. Steven Dos Santos will probably score kind of a cool goal, and then you can just turn the game off and, and <laughs> you know, go about your life. Kind of true. Yeah. that's I don't got nothing um, else to add. Yeah, I, you know, there's not really a whole lot there. Um, speaking of... of I'm surprised you guys are where you are in the standings. Good Lord. What happened? Huh? Uh, Richmond versus St. Louis in the battle of 14th versus 13th. Um, guys can separate yourselves from being second last in the table, at least. I, guess. I, don't, I don't know. Well, speaking of not being able to tell what's happening, sure. if, if they win against Richmond, granted, it is a way, so maybe that'll say something, but um, Valeski should be out and so we're not going to have like a. Typical... Oh, he is. I I actually on a whim looked up the uh, disciplinary report this week. Thank he's you. he's he's out. Yeah, just yeah. one game though, right? Just the one. Okay, good. Yeah, for red, standard red card, fair. Yeah. yeah. In in his defense, you know, it was dumb what he did, and I pretty much sure. put a lot of blame for that loss on him. But he didn't do it on yeah. purpose. It you know, it was an idiot for throwing his foot up there in general. But he did try to pull back at the last second. But that said, it was still stupid. But yes. again. We won't be able to tell if this is a legit St. Louis team recovering, even if they win. You know what I mean? So yeah. not much to say about this. I mean, it, it'll be a good run out for Jackson. Um, yeah. And, and, and I mean, the, if he starts, which that would be interesting. Um, I think he but will. That'll, yeah, that'll be a, a good test for you guys to really see what he's made out of and what kind of player he is, if nothing else. So that's I would look forward to that. Yeah, and we just got um, some uh, another guy back, uh, Milan Petasevich. So we got all mm. our pacey guys. If we were to bunker and counter, this would be a really good one to try it just because we actually have all pacey guys and really no pure number nines. Uh, but yeah. we also do have one guy who's like a 6'4 beast. He's probably close to 185. 
He's Plus. really big and can be a target forward type, so maybe just hoofing it long for once mm-hmm. on a Precky team would be weird to see, but it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Fair enough. Uh, th- th- uh, I'm into this one. Louisville City and, and New York Red Bull, too. Um, Louisville at tricky. home. It's not tricky. Louisville's going to win 2-0. No, you're right. Yeah. I, no, I think Red Bull gets one. I think Bezzy's feeling himself a little bit, so he's going to snatch a goal. But, yeah, Louisville probably wins this. Yeah. Uh, I would. I mean, I would like to see Bezzy score some more, honestly. Uh, yeah. I, wanna, I want them to get that conversion rate a little bit higher and maybe more back to normal. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe correction of just the way that's been going. It's got to eventually correct itself. So we'll see what happens. But still... Louisville at home, man. It's almost like I was thinking this the other day. Louisville at home is almost as much as an advantage as Colorado Springs is in the West, which is a huge mm. advantage. Mm. Different reasons, but yes. yeah, the same same vibe. I think geographic reasons way. both ways. Right, perhaps? right, right. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. What's what do you call Earth? You know, high altitude, bad turf. What what kind of existentialist? question was that geological that's the word i was looking uh, for geological reasons like the rocks yeah okay yeah. okay um what do you call that's the name of the podcast <laughs> what do you call earth that's what it is this week i'm just calling it now so i remember it hold on i'm gonna write that down this is uh this is how hey I keep, the last this is how i keep wavy i just start thinking of ex- existential questions and i want i ponder it, them to myself all day long it definitely helps. See, the good news is I still haven't told Mike what that means, so he has no idea. It's great. It's great. Speaking of Mike, see, see, look at that. It's segued. Two teams that don't know what they are, but are going to find out soon. Tampa Bay hosting the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Um, this could end badly for for a certain team that plays in yellow and black Thank on you. the west side of, of Pennsylvania. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I thought Pittsburgh put out a good game against Charleston. I was really excited because yes. I thought they yep. they were back to normal. Um, yeah, but well, and and I I think to cut you off because uh, <laughs> I don't I don't care what you have to say. No, uh, I I think they kind of have a bit of a reputation not as giant killers because that implies they win, but like giant preoccupiers where like no one will really be like yeah that's a that's a draw and then oh it's a draw. Um, so we'll see if if I if there's any weight to that or if I end up looking stupid next week when they get trounced like three nothing or something two two nothing two nothing. Well, I would get embarrassed right beside you because I just I seriously don't think it's going to happen. And and what happened in that Charleston game? They were up two one. They got yeah. a goal and they started trying to bunker and yeah. and um, maybe maybe this is like part of what happens. I I just remember watching one of their midfielders get a turnover. And it was into his intuition and just like drive to goal, and mm. you started. You saw him take like two steps toward goal, going real direct and, and at pace. And then he like stopped. Was like, oh yeah, we're bunkering. And he kind of stopped and turned. Yeah, and made a bad pass to a center back who had I, to run for it. And and I thought, oh no, they just scored a goal, and now they're right. gonna sit back and they're not gonna yeah. be themselves. And I, and they they squandered it. They made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. It was hard to watch. I was rooting for them, and they still kind of gave up that last goal toward the end and, and tied. It had a draw two two. And it's weird because to to kind of jog your memory a little bit. I know you guys were out in the Western Conference last year, so you might not have been paying super close attention. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, one of the big things about Brant coming into the Riverhounds was that he was going to really bring a sense of, of um, professionalism and, and more so than that, discipline to the team. Um, just, just because I think of, of, you know, that he, that he coached the, the Naval uh, Academy team before that, where that's a, you know, a huge thing. Um, and, and, you know, watching them play, there's nothing wrong with, with going up a goal, passing the ball around, you know, you get minimal chances on offense, but the other team can't score if they don't have the ball, uh, run it to the corner flight, like that kind of, it's, it's not a, it's not a, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with that system, Right. I think everyone no, does not it. At I think all. it has its place. Yeah, um, agree. But I, I think you kind of look at those teams and kind of things like that, where it's maybe the players in a way are a little bit ooh, um, I, unaware of, of what the situation is and what they're supposed to do. Because there is also you know something to be said about if if that midfielder takes the ball, runs up, goes to the corner flag, or finds you know Herzog or Kerr or, or Parks goes to the corner flag hold the ball there, you know, take a minute or so, and then, you know, give up a throw-in or something or, or a goal kick, and, you know, it's another 30 seconds. Um, I, I wonder if it's it's not a mixed message, because I don't think that's a thing. I, I think Brant's very precise and clear in what he wants. Um, but I, I just wonder if, if some of the players are having a hard time going against maybe some, some kind of subconscious things that they have built in. That's exactly what I was kind of getting at is that I do think it's just it's, – maybe it's just in, so natural for them to kind of attack and go after it, and then mm. they had to remind themselves, oh, don't do that. Let's keep this. Let's win this game the way we're supposed to, You know, something yeah. that maybe the coach has been drilling into them. And, um, I mean, when did they bring the coach in? Like you said, I, I wasn't in this conference. I don't know. Oh, uh, it was it, – I my gut says, like, May of last year. Let me – Okay. It was – it was uh, – it wasn't, like, the end of the season, um, if that's what you're wondering. No, I really uh, mid-season I, I you is enough date, of an but, answer in that Okay, perhaps... I think it was before that even um, – but yeah, no, it was it was it was around then. Perhaps next year, if they can't, you know, it's one thing to kind of get that attacking style and, and look good doing it, like I feel like they do have shown hints of. But it's another thing to kind of get the discipline in order, kind of like you were saying. And mm-hmm. I don't think he's gotten that yet. And maybe he's working on it. I hope he is because I I honestly May... think if they put that together, they could be something. May twenty third. Thank you. Twenty sixteen. So um, early ish in the season yeah. uh yeah my my thing is and i i think the mongols have brought it up a couple times is you know who's kind of calling the shots over there because at this point if you had a coach and you knew 100 percent completely that he was making the decisions on personnel and he was bringing in guys and he had the guys that he wanted you'd start to go well your system doesn't work you know, yeah. one of those, one of those age old, oh, the college coach can't hack in, 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 you know, pros kind of things. Um, but I don't know if that's the case. Um, I, I like coach brand. I like his, not, I haven't met him as a person, um, unfor- uh, unfortunately, but, um, I like his style. I, I, I like how he plays when he plays the game that I think he wants to, if that makes sense. Um, but I don't know if it's entirely him or if there's kind of some other things factoring into him being able to bring in who he's, uh, he, he wants um, or, you know, and, and the other thing, like you said with Richmond, is if these teams have enough money to, to do that. Yeah, really good point. Because that might be a thing for them. Yeah. You know, I, I, think it's, I think it's weird they've kept Herzog and Kerr for as long as they have. But 
you know, it's just me. Yeah, completely. I mean, completely agree. It almost seems like a GM kind of a move to keep those guys, even though you might be able to sell them off to someone else because they're so good and buy, you know, because in this, in this situation, what do you want to shut a game down? You want a holding mid or a guy that can shut it down. You want a sweeper of some mm. sort, you know, someone who can hold the ball, be confident in holding the ball, have good vision to get rid of it if he needs to, you know, like all those things. St. Louis has one of those guys. A lot of teams have those guys. Um, and, and that's something you need to shut a game down. And so maybe they yep. need that and yep. can't afford it. Or the well, GM doesn't listen saying, you know, that's not the kind of guy I want to get. So find me someone else who can attack or something. And you know? and it's, it's, it's not so much that each team needs a holding mid because, you know, I, I, I think we're, we broke open something in, in like an X-Files kind of way and that there's three things that each USL team needs to be successful. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a good forward. It's an experienced holding mid more than, more than anything. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good shot stopper, honestly, more. And, and, you know, having distribution is big too. guys that are, that are really good at distributing. Like I, like I think a lot of the goalies in, in the league are, and, and if they have a night off, that's one of those things you kind of, you kind of bring up. Um, but if you, you know, you look at the teams that have good goalies, Hildebrandt, Miller with, with Harrisburg, um, Grinwis has always been solid. Uh, even, you know, teams in the past, John McCarthy with the Rhinos was, was really good. You know, one goalie of the year, um, they're great shot stoppers. I think that's kind of the first thing you think of when you hear those guys' names, you go, oh, well, you know, stone cold, just stop shots. Uh, but you know, their, their distribution's good too. Um, I think the Hounds have a good keeper in terms of a shot stopper in Kiesel Broom. I don't know if I like his distribution all that much. He's mm. not bad, um, but I don't think he's you know top five or anything for for me personally. Um, they have a, a hell of a of a of a uh, arsenal of strikers in Herzog and Kerr and, and Parks and Banjo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's so dumb. Every time I say that, I just get really taken aback because it's like, how do they have those guys? Um, but yeah, they're, they're missing that. I think their defense even got better. I think Washington was a smart pickup. Um, you know, Balkan's good. Uh, Agbasamande, you know, is, is solid when he's not getting, um, angry. Loved Greenspan kinda. when he was there. Like dude Greenspan. Was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think they need a, an experience holding mid to, to kind of help coach those guys through games. I completely agree. I think we should title this episode. You need a one, a six and a nine. Get yourself a uh, six and a nine. I mm, not quite. Mm. It's too simple. It's not true. Well, because what do you call Earth? Is is ju- it doesn't make any <laughs> sense in relation. <laughs> and that's really what I'm. I, I the just, second I like it. what do you call Earth came out of my mouth. You couldn't think of anything else. Like that was all. That's all I heard. <laughs> that whole sentence. I was just like, that's our show title. <laughs> what do you call? Because listen, I I we've done this before. I was on Mongols even then I talked about it. Mike, it really it I, I think it kind of freaks him out when our show titles don't make any sense because he doesn't have any idea what he's about to listen to. Yeah, and that makes me really happy. Yeah, like it gives me invaluable joy in my life. And fuck it, we I need it. If if he ever um, asks me about our titles, I I think I'm required to immediately respond. What the hell, Mike? And that, I think that's my that's my role for me. I, I, th- I think if he asked about the titles, you just refer him to the episode they had me on earlier this year, where I explained <laughs> it to him. Um, but then, yeah, if you just want to do what the hell, Mike? Why didn't you listen to Evan the first time around? That's perfect. Yeah, 
or That's only great. respond and show titles from now on to Mike when he when we talk. And and like not even like just open Netflix yeah. and like the the first thing that comes up <laughs> there just you be go. like That's good. That's good. Yep, uh Ozark. <laughs> and he'll be like, "What?" Uh anyway, uh Phil um Ryan's pick of uh, for for the match of the weekend by the because we'll we'll do this and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Ryan's pick for the match of the weekend is Charleston versus Orlando City B, and then he put in parentheses because he he can't. Oh, he's gonna be there. Be, he can't be here, and I didn't want to have him record like a ten second voice clip for a bit, which would have been great, but you know, too much work. Uh, Charleston versus Orlando City B. He will be in Charleston. If you guys see him, um, I don't, how do people know what Ryan looks like? I know what his face looks like. I yeah he's well he's, he's scrawny scrawny if you see someone that's scrawny and looks like they go to like Eastern Carolina University like black hair <laughs> might be wearing a Tottenham shirt I don't know right um, that's right that's Ryan basically anybody that looks like that just no. keep asking if they're Ryan or what you can do really what you should do um, get onto the field somehow just start yelling Ryan also and, and he'll just walk yeah. up to anyone to that description and say do you know the airport code to Wilmington. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person. Oh, you got me. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going to steal it from me for a second. Uh, I got no, really disappointed. I, I, well, when you, when you started going in, I was like, he's going to be like, ask him if he knows the stats for Mario Williams' like completion percentage and passes this year. That'll be right. Yeah, that's pretty really, good, too. Yeah. Ask them, ask them for the airport code, the Wilmington, or any stat you could ever think of that relates to the USL. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. Done. And that'll be Ryan. If they give you an answer. If they go, what? That's not right. That's not right. If he gives you an answer immediately, or if he like goes to his phone or like pulls out a, a patent paper, <laughs> or like one of those really old, you remember the calculators in the 80s that were like white, but they had wood grain on them because everything oh, did? Oh, yeah, that was good. Like your, your dad used it for way too long, one of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he pulls out one of those, then it's, it's Ryan as well. There you go. Phil, what is your match of the week? Uh, I was gonna try to pick one real quick, and I, I think it's just yeah. gonna have to be Tampa want... versus Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, you son of a bitch, that was. Yep. Uh, you... I, I'll go with I'll go with the other one that I think is gonna be pretty interesting that I'm not gonna be at. Uh, Cincy and Rochester. I was hoping you'd be... pick that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, those are kind of the three this week that I'd be on the lookout for. Not only because now we're in the second half of the season, and those games are so much more important than they were earlier in the year. Um, but just in terms of style, you know, battles and, and, and you know, how teams are going to come out and, and approach things is, is, is always super interesting. Not to mention um, one's in fifth, one's in sixth. So that's pretty yeah, cool, too. Yeah, yeah, the 5-6 battle there in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, big chance for Rochester to move up if they win because they would actually, uh, barring what happens, where's everybody else out there already played? No, no, they could, uh, they could jump. They could tie Louisville on points at least. I don't have goal differential in front of me, but that would be interesting. Yeah, um, and they they jump the rowdies if they lose. So that's crazy. Um, that is crazy, actually. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So definitely, definitely keep an eye out this week. It's a, it's a good one. Honestly, the rest of these are going to be really fun, especially when we get in the to the middle and late August in about a month. Um, that'll be interesting. Um, Phil, uh, now's the time where I ask where people can find you and, and, and all that fun stuff. So if you'd, if you'd be so kind, I've been using my personal account more lately and I'm going to try to make a I habit noticed of that. that. So I know it, it's been a, it's been good. Cause really, you know, if, if I see anything from St. Louis soccer report, I just go, ah, that's the waviest man. Honestly. <laughs> okay. So why is this is my, why chance. is that not in your info right now? You know what? That's a good point. Maybe I'll throw that yeah. in my personal one. Hey, my uh, man. But if you want to find that info on my personal account, it's P-H-I-L-L Grooms, G-R-O-O-M-S on Twitter. I, so. I, I, I've never asked you this, and I, I don't think there's a better time 
um, than now, since I'm already talking to you. Is is it Phil with two L's because it's short for Philip and you just you just kept the second one on for the hell of it? Yeah, that's there is okay, no better right. description than that. That's literally that's it. what I figured. It's silly. I did it when I was it, like twelve it, and I've stuck. It with used it. to make me really uncomfortable. I think I like I like knew one or two other people that did that, and I was like, the second L doesn't have a purpose. You know, I ran into some adult. He had to be in his upper forties, <laughs> lower fifties when I was twelve. That spelled implying his name. That, oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant like recently, and I was like, wait, implying oh, no. that you're not? No, this okay, was when right. I was twelve, and the dude. Dude, okay. He spelled his name with two L's and was like, holy crap, I've never seen yeah. that before. My Changing name's Phil. The game. I have two names and Philip. Yeah. I'm going to spell right. it that way. And geez, Word. here I am at 34 still doing it. So, damn. Should yeah. I switch back? Should I make a change? No, like, it, listen, listen. You committed, what, yeah, what is that, 22 right. years ago? You've committed almost an entire Evan <laughs> years ago. You're right. <laughs> You can't you can't go back now. 1995 would have been when you made that decision. Yeah. Just for everyone that's out there, Ryan wasn't even around yet. No, to he make wasn't. You feel better. You're right. No, he he. Two L Phil has been longer here longer than Ryan. So. <laughs> oh man, this is uh, anyway, uh, guys. If if you listening, if you're still listening, thank God. Why? Why is a good question. Yeah, that's a very you. good question. Um, uh, Anyway, uh, if you'd like to follow this podcast as a whole and, and ask us questions and, and slide into our DMs, all that fun stuff, uh, at ECC Pod is the best way to do that. Uh, we're part of the Beautiful Game Network podcast. I'm really bad at saying that at the beginning of the show, but I'll say it now at the end. Um, definitely check out all those other guys. You got unused subs doing Tampa. If, if, you, if you're ever like, whoa, you guys are really glossing over some coverage on this team, yeah. chances are you can find a podcast that covers that team on our network. Yep. Um, and, and even elsewhere, uh, I like to shout out the Cincy Soccer Talk guys a lot because they do a damn good job. For sure. uh, but um, uh, at ECC Pod is the podcast. At BGNFM is the network of podcasts of which we are a part of. Thank you very much, Mike, for having us every week and putting up with us. Yeah. Uh, I Personally, I am uh, at Valella. It's V as in Victor. I-L-L-E-L-L-A-B-S-F-C. Uh, you can find me on there. It's mostly soccer. Sometimes it's not soccer. I don't really stick to sports Really? I, I mean, I do, but not... Sometimes it'll be random. Poutine, recently. Montreal, I went on vacation, so there was some stuff about that. Um, but yeah, that, that's me. I uh, write for Brotherly Game. Um, do, do the USL stuff over there. Uh, Chris Bratton, who's underneath me, kind of uh, does all the Harrisburg City Islanders coverage. So if you're ever like, yo, where do I go to learn about HCI, FC, or whatever they're called now, uh, Chris is your man. Um, and, uh, and Phil, anything else to say to these lovely people before we wish them a, a good week? Yeah. I'd like to answer that question with another question, if I may. Sure. Yeah, please. What do you call earth? What do you call earth? What, well, what do you now, call earth? Now, Phil, there was a gentleman who was born and raised in West Philadelphia and he moved to a town called Bel Air okay. because his aunt and his uncle told him to. Is this on the planet earth and is there earth available in this and, area? And, and. Well, and later that gentleman happened to star in a movie, um, and I'm not talking about After Earth, but in this movie, he said, welcome to Earth, with an F. (laughs) So to me, whenever anyone says Earth, I immediately think of Will Smith, and it's welcome to Earth. In Independence Um, Day, I hope, right? Is this Independence Day? Yes, this is Independence Day. Oh, this is so good. I hope people listen to this point. Guys, our Twitter question of the week Please, I want ever. I want like all of you to answer this. I don't care. Like Kyle, um, Mike, J- Josh, uh, Dom from Rising is one for whatever reason. Please answer this. Uh, 
what do you call Earth? <laughs> with an F. This is with an F. This has been episode twenty-three of Eastern Conference Confidential. I will leave you to the sultry sounds of my voice and Phil's laughter. And, uh, have a good week, y'all. This is good. Bye, everybody. <laughs>